0: Tom Amiano has been a teacher, civil rights leader, educator, and supervisor. He was elected to the San Francisco School Board in 1990 and served until 1994 when he won a citywide election to the San Francisco Board of Supervisors. He now represents the 13th Assembly District, and he's the chair of the Assembly Public Safety Committee, a member of the Appropriations Committee, Education Committee, Health Committee, and Rules Committee. He's a member of the state legislature's LGBT Caucus and Environmental Caucus and Assembly Coastal Caucus. Thank you for joining me, Tom. Absolutely, Tom. I wanted to just kind of roll back a little bit on your history here. Uh, you started out as a teacher and an yes. educator, yeah. And, and so, uh, talk about making that journey um, as a teacher and an educator, and how you found you know yourself as a politician. And I think this probably has something to do with the Briggs Initiative, where you really got that. Involved. That was
1: a very salient uh, uh, moment. Yes, when that initiative was introduced. To, but what, what, uh, the, the politics and, and education are not as separate as they should be, and I was a special ed teacher and knew that many of my students were in fact not developmentally disabled but were monolingual, particularly in Spanish, and, you know, going to the school district at that time, this was in 68, uh, um, I was really just blown off. I said, you know, these kids are not uh, in need of special ed, they're in need of bilingual And they basically said, uh, it's either our way or or the highway. So I turned to the community, and uh, the community was uh, in the Mission, and uh, Bayviews at Hunters Point, which is uh, uh, heavily uh, African-American, were very much into the issue of uh, IQ tests being biased, uh, um, monolingual children being tracked as retarded. Uh, And uh, so that was kind of my baptism into politics, uh, so to speak. And then when uh, uh, the gay movement uh, w- became more articulated here in San Francisco, it was very elect- electic in the 70s. There was, you know, the anti-war movements and the women's movement and the Bay Area was just r- roiling. <laughs> uh, and of course, the gay movement was percolating as well. And uh, I, I came out and uh, we in 75 and we had a uh, confrontation with the school board and then they saw things our way about uh, anti-discrimination, should include uh, LGBT people. And so it was kind of a, um, a deja vu all over again when all of a sudden this guy came out of the woodwork, Senator Briggs, and said, "You know all well, gay okay, teachers need to be fired." And I thought, gee, I thought I thought we took care of that here. Um, and that really resulted in obviously a more high profile, uh, uh, polemic and grassroots organizing and uh, propelling uh, people who had uh, uh, at one time felt comfortable. You know, uh, these, were, these were pre-liberation times, but with liberated people. So, you know, we had uh, many challenges. And, uh, you know, I was a young uh, a young man then and uh, uh, just, you know, had a lot of energy. And of course, you uh, knew Harvey Milk from um, uh, other issues and uh, was, was happy to see him as a uh, very very powerful uh, spokesperson and bring a little irony and humor to uh, a very dicey subject and of course that was that was a, a heartfelt victory you know two to one uh, uh, Briggs' initiative was um, was was rejected and I just have always had that interest in uh, education my late lover uh, was also a teacher my daughter is a teacher my son-in-law is a teacher so I always kept in in um, uh, connected to uh, education, and uh, eventually ran for uh, school board, uh, and won in 1990. And then, uh, uh, I it seemed to me that the activist background, um, along with uh, you know t- uh, taking up uh, strong positions and having some substance and and uh, knowledge of the issue, uh, you know, coming from the classroom as I did, I guess I, I got bit by the bug, and uh, uh, after that, you know, ran for. Uh, board of supervisors and, and spent uh, some time there and and now here I am in the, in the assembly so i guess the stars were aligned so that that that's good that's the gratifying part
0: I talk about making the transition from local politics where you live where you govern to state politics where you still live here sometimes but you spend a lot of time in sacramento that's yeah. different isn't it yeah you
1: know it's both uh, it's uh, enervating and uh uh, demoralizing and at the same time exciting. You know, you, you really do feel there's a need for your voice, uh, not so much in an egotistical way, but the, uh, you know, the uh, politics and values of San Francisco and the Bay Area uh, need to be... Uh, uh heard there uh, you know L- la has a, a a large contingent there because of their population and exert a lot of power uh, the Republicans are not the type of Republicans that may have existed uh when willie brown was there in the 70s you know they're really in, uh, intractable and uh, almost cultish with their pledges of and uh, uh you know, platitudes and, and so they they ain't going nowhere and then you have Democrats you know who, uh, are very timid on many social justice issues that I wouldn't say we've resolved them here in this area or in San Francisco but we've certainly tackled them so th- that that can be frustrating but I, I feel I'm a lucky guy I, you know uh, you're kind of in the mi- in the middle of things up there and uh, uh, sometimes there is really no right way uh, it's it's, it's uh, tactics and, and strategy Um And uh, for me to be there and and, you know keep being elected to that spot, uh, in many ways is is a blessing, and uh, uh, so I do I do enjoy it. Although I wish more progressive ideas were embraced uh, by the state legislature than than currently. Uh,
0: Now, um, right now, the state legislature is in just a terrible jam. It seems between the budget and uh, the almost disproportionate power of the minority to prevent Mm -hmm. um some of the changes that seem to be needed could you talk about trying to work within uh, a power structure that seems locked and it's like we're stuck in park
1: yeah you know well part of it is term limits uh people you know i was lucky i came with you know uh, 18 years experience with uh uh, local governments i you know I know how government works uh, even if it's the scale is different on uh, on the state level, but also you know you know how uh, committee structure should be uh, and you know how to write a piece of legislation uh, but six years isn't a lot of time, particularly if people have not had that experience, and it, the lobbyists become the institutionalized memory, and then you know about halfway through when maybe the learning curve. Is, is starting to show some productivity, you're up. That's it. That's your last two years. And a lot of people get concerned with uh, the next move and uh, they run for different offices and that affects their voting because they think such and such a vote would hurt. Uh, you know, so there's a, really a lack of maturation and uh, um, you know, getting your street creds, so, so to speak. And that's very harmful. And then money plays a much too important role. Uh, uh, campaign reform has been slow out of the gate, and the, the recent Supreme Court decision about lifting restrictions—you know—I uh, think uh, Obama was correct uh, uh, to address it with chagrin, uh, Justice Al- Alito or Alito, uh, notwithstanding. Um, so you know, you look at some of the structural changes that that could happen. Uh, the reduction of the two-thirds. We will have an initiative, uh, two-thirds majority, that will call for a a, a budget uh, that is majority uh, to be uh, passed, uh, but still require uh, two-thirds for raising taxes. Uh, And uh, I think that that should help. Uh, We believe there'll be a a, a term limit initiative on the ballot that would not do away with term limits but would restructure it in such a way that you could have a longer time. And of course, I think what the public is always suspicious of is it shouldn't benefit uh, people who are now sitting, so the initiative would, call, would not be grandfathered. So if there is a change in term limits, um, it wouldn't benefit me or someone else who might be supporting that, uh, that, that issue. And then a lot of it, and then the other thing is uh, uh, campaign reform, as I mentioned, but also uh, trying to recruit people uh, who you think might share the same world's view. they do not so much in lockstep, but you know would not be uh, dogmatic, uh, uh, and and see if you can help them get elected. Uh, you know to buffer some of the intransigence. Uh and then. Uh, 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 Lastly, uh, you know, a lot of uh, good things can happen through personal relationships. And so uh, the time in Sacramento, why, you know, you, you feel bereft, because if you're not in San Francisco, you know that you're, you're, you're missing a lot. And uh, uh, I have two granddaughters, for instance, I, I'd love to spend more time with. Uh, then, you know, those personal relationships could result in, in a more productive uh, dialogue. And so, you know, so then, and then the time, the time would be, uh, would be worth it. So,
0: now um I wanted you to talk a little bit. You mentioned a word that was that caught my ear, progressive. Talk about the the uh current position of progressive politics both in California and San Francisco and maybe up on a national scale as yeah. well. Yeah.
1: you know, I uh, y, you know, God love us, uh, you know, I I do think we're somewhat fractured and uh and there is a, there is still a male dominance as well um you know there's there's bits and pieces to the uh, progressive a, a equation that 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 could be ameliorated there, there there's no doubt about that uh um and also the um it, it seemed to me while I was here in San Francisco uh, there were segments of the progressive movement that work against their own interests um uh, you know starting a dialogue w- uh with the other side in quotes uh and, and coming to some common ground is not necessarily selling out, uh, and you know you can combine your activism with uh, what the way things uh, happen in politics, and then work to reform them. Uh, you know the only analogy I can think of is when we were struggling with the gay rights issue, we would go to people who you know felt differently about the gay issue, and we would uh, try to appeal to their better side and say. But, you know, there's so much violence practiced against particularly young people. Uh, surely you don't endorse that. Well, no, I don't endorse that, the person would say. You know, but I still think that there shouldn't be gay marriage or the gay lifestyle, so to speak, is not. Healthy, uh, but you know we got them on that violent, you know, and so then we could come to some common ground about uh, a resolution or a piece of legislation or a statement that said, "I, I definitely condemn the vi- the violence against gay people." And they didn't buy into everything, but they did buy into that one very important part, and so some some of the back and forth with social justice issues. You know, whether they be environmental or human rights or or civil rights, you you can make that kind of progress uh, rather than be really hardline and and extreme about it. And, you know, I've been elected for, I think this is my 20th year. And, you know, then I had a whole life before that, and a lot of that involved activism. And, you know, I never felt that, you know, I've sold out or compromised in a way that somehow diluted. Uh, the struggle, so to speak. So, uh, uh, not Stepford, but a, a little more, yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, comprehensive uh, uh, programming on, on the part of progressive could could go a long way. What's the big picture? What are the what are the smaller pictures? I I think my uh, small contribution really revolves around two things. And that fits who I am is things that were considered at the time pioneering. That's something I seem to have an affinity for. And then uh, uh, also, um, um, you know, having a resilience uh, around sometimes you're, uh, uh, I make a joke, uh, uh, in politics, uh, the hardest thing to get used to was the uh, 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 betrayal, selling out and ridicule. And that's only from my friends. So, (laughs) you know, be uh, And reform, you know. Um, uh, I like the reform, especially around campaign and campaign funding, because the, the field is not leveled. When we're talking the environment, a big piece that's been left out is environmental justice. You know, there's a reason that everybody in the room is Caucasian or male. You know, we're not doing the right kind of outreach. We saw that in Prop 8. Uh, so w- we, we, we have to learn on our feet, progressives, but we also have to uh, have some vision and look ahead, and uh, you know, occasionally cut each other some slack.
0: Now, uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about Prop 8. Right now, there's a trial, and you have a, a bill in the Assembly, I believe, that's HR uh, 5. So, talk about the interplay between the trial and your bill.
1: Well, what we've done, and it, it really is a result of the hard work of many people and uh, openly gay people who were elected be, before I got there uh, to the assembly. You know, we've won over uh, uh, a certain amount of people who at one time would be considered moderate. Not again, not the Republicans because they're 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 so uh, uh, doctrinaire, uh, but Democrats. And when they uh, see Uh, the uh, human rights and civil rights aspects of Prop 8, uh, they've been very, very supportive. And so the courts, uh, of course, the the process allows people to weigh in. And so H.R. 5 actually got the legislature to weigh in uh, on uh, the side of the opponents of Prop 8, saying that we did feel it was discriminatory and uh, violated our constitution and uh, uh did uh, actually did uh, didn't just revise it but amended it and so we would we would assume that you know the legislature has some gravitas so by weighing in I mean the court is free to blow it off or uh or not uh, by weighing in you know we we were we st- we stepped up to the plate and uh, in in that sense uh, that that was a victory. I sat through the three hour, uh, initial trial and was really appalled by the California Supreme Court, with the exception of Justice Moreno. Not just because he agreed uh, that Prop 8 was uh, uh, a non-productive and unconstitutional thing, but also the uh, uh, dec- the lack of decorum on the part of many of the justices. Really? Uh, yeah, they were uh, uh, snide. Uh, they uh, Kennard, I believe her name is, but they were sarcastic. Uh, it, it, it truly angered me, and of course, you know you have to be a good boy and girl when you're in you're in court, which is not really my way. Uh, so as soon as we were released with the lousy decision, we we had a big rally downstairs, and so uh, then I could let loose. You know, ah, finally the people, and this uh, most recent one, uh, uh, which I have not been attending, uh, and you know, there's no jury. Uh, seems to me we're, we're, we're getting a break not not so much in a prejudicial way but I think the unfairness of prop 8 uh, the bias that it that it uh, uh, embellishes I think finally at least it's being spoken to and uh, you know perhaps understood so we'll we'll find out in a, in a matter of months how this decision comes down. And you know, one thing about this community, the LGBT community, of course, we have uh, uh, now have many, many more friends than than we've ever had, and that's great because you can't do it alone. Um, there, again, the resilience, you know, will just come back until this thing is, is is accomplished. And if we have to hound Obama, we'll hound we'll hound Obama. Uh, you know, there's no it's 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 all inevitable. I know that when Mayor Newsom. Express that you know this is going to happen, and they turned it around, uh, you know. But they didn't. They 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 turned it around for, as a spin, uh, you know, as a as a marketing tool for their side. But really, what he was addressing is uh, is true. We it, it is inevitable, and uh, we ain't going away. And the door is more more than open. And you know, if you lived as long as I have. Uh, that, that's very gratifying because you know I came from a time you, there was you couldn't say the word gay or, or, or homosexual and you did take your life in your hands which actually still happens. Uh, so to see to see the advance uh, makes me very happy. I'm, but I, I'm always concerned about uh, losing ground and going backwards. And I think with Prop A people were a little too comfortable. Uh, You know, they thought probably be a slam dunk. We've made so much progress that everyone understands and sees it our way. But you know, you only talk to the same like 1,000 people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I think that was a a a good wake up call for for us. And uh, one other thing that does make me feel good is the. um, uh, uh, in involvement of young people, mm-hmm, uh, right. and without a lot of uh, uh, guidance. I mean, you know, a lot of those uh, demonstrations, right, right after uh, Prop 8 passed, oh, were spontaneous and, and wonderful, and kind of like the old days. You know, I, <laughs> I, I I mean, I dug it. You know, it was good, and uh, and, and and you know, ninety nine percent respected the the principle of nonviolence, which you know I think is very important. I think we have to be careful around assimilation. I think assimilation means many things to many people. But, you know, if you are too assimilated, you're forgetting why you were there in the first place. So, you mm-hmm, know, there are mm-hmm. some real differences, and those differences are fine. They enriched they enrich the culture. You know, uh, I know for African-Americans, uh, you know, uh, a white culture in many ways has ripped them off, you know, whether it be a cultural or, or academic or, or athletic, uh, you know, without giving – uh, people credit you know that whole thing where history is revised and changed and reinvented and um, interesting enough it may look as like an ephemeral gesture over over the long run but even the movies about Harvey Milk uh, I think go a long way to making sure that history is not forgotten mm-hmm. uh, you know or or changed in some way I have heard uh, some indications that uh, there are some who in talking about a Harvey Milk they never knew. Are kind of making him bland and taking away his edge, and uh, I'm not happy with that, but that probably also comes with living a long time, you know. So.
0: Now, uh, this leads me to the uh, LGBT Prisoner Safety Bill that passed a crucial assembly committee. Yeah. Uh, where does that go? And this, and this speaks directly to um, violence against yeah, the community, and, and it's interesting, in prison.
1: And our governor vetoed it the first time around, which, you know, uh, uh, i I don't have a lot of good things to say about that, and no, I can uh, understand because I actually we actually got uh, Republican support for this, really? so it was bipartisan. Mm-hmm. You know, when you addressed it, sexual assault is a very big problem in in prisons, spe- especially since they're overcrowded. Then there are those populations who are more vulnerable to sexual assault, and uh, you know those are young, first time offenders, uh, uh, gay men, transgender people uh there's uh, there was a number of categories the and we were uh, uh, lucky enough to get the prison system to agree and but but within the categories they did not include uh, uh, transgender or uh, or a gay or lesbian. And so we added that to the list and that was what my law my, my bill was got it out of both houses. Uh, with more than majorities, landed on the governor's desk, and, you know, he threw it into the wastebasket. I think what's even more offensive than that is, you know, he has some top aides that are gay uh, and lesbian. And, you know, for them to turn their backs uh, on their own community for their own self-interest uh, is is appalling to me. Mm-hmm. And I know that every movement has had the same, you know, whether it be uh, Latino, African-American, or or the Jewish community. Uh, there there is always that pr- oppression is very ugly mm. because it it there's so many layers of it and that's another layer of oppression but it it doesn't put a smile on your face when it happens so uh we reintroduced it almost immediately and uh it's out of uh the assembly yet again uh, on its way to the Senate, and uh, I'm sure it'll it'll get out of the Senate, and again it will land on the governor's desk. And the, let's hope he's feeling a little more enlightened, you know. And Maria gets on the cell phone or whoever, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, cuts down on his mirror time and said, you know, you know, do something. Just don't sit there. Do something. It's not all about you, you know.
0: Now you described yourself as pioneering, and you're actually pioneering in a national sense at this point. A B three ninety marijuana legalization. It's been approved yeah. by the committee. Yeah. It's got a there's a there it looks like there's an initiative that's uh-huh. gonna go on the ballot as yeah. well. Yeah. Talk about this. You come from a teaching perspective. Um the bill treats it like alcohol, um, which is not to be not supposed to be sold to people under twenty one, but it's still enough of it still gets there. So give me a, a an idea of your Perspective as a teacher and as a as a legislator. Yeah,
1: I think that the, the 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 war on drugs is a miserable failure, and it seems to across the aisle, both sides, people agree. And there's a lot of carnage now. It's no more the avuncular mm-hmm. uh, hippie guy selling you know pot. It's 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 cartels. It's it's um, polluting, um, and there are murders of you know people uh, unsuspectingly you know fall into. Uh, uh, a pot uh, plantation that's run by uh, a cartel. Um, And the sentencing around marijuana is uh, atrocious and disproportionate. And here we have a a prison overcrowding um, uh, issue. And the education around it is poor. Uh, You know, a a drug dealer does not ask for ID. And, you know, our little mantra around it is, you know, um, uh, regular... Prohibition is chaos, and regulation is control. So while there is no one saying uh, we'll have a perfect answer to all this, we can really uh, better this situation by uh, not only uh, decriminalizing it, uh, but then along the parallel track of uh, of alcohol uh, uh, laws that emanated from, uh, as a reaction to the lifting of prohibition, you know, at least start having a say as to uh, who gets it, uh, where the money goes, which is another part of the equation. You know, mm-hmm. we are in a very, very bad um, uh, economic fix here in California. This would not resolve everything, but uh, there is an estimated uh, $2 billion a year that could come from the taxation uh... of the regulated uh... and decriminalized marijuana and it's also bigger than me and my bill it just looks like there's a perfect storm that has happened uh... around political will i think the initiative probably is going to pass i've worked with the people uh, on the initiative and uh, there is going to still be a need for legislation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the federal government is messaging states uh, states' rights around the marijuana issue, um, with various uh, 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 edicts and court decisions around medical marijuana. Um, so uh, it has it has legs. Uh, you know, I'm a grandfather and a father and a teacher. I care very much about the welfare of our, of our kids, and and while I again I don't see this as the be all end all, leaving it the way it is at 14 billion dollars unbridled. Uh, 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 profiteering, uh, the violence, the fact that kids on, can get it on the street in such an accessible way. Uh, none of the money, the war on drugs money, really goes speak. Uh, really speaks to kids in the way that they're used to about what what the dangers are of marijuana, particularly you know if if uh, you're a teenager about the uh, 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 ability uh, to. Uh, use it, miss school, and then have your future perhaps uh, uh, diluted. Uh, So addiction, uh, as a as a as a issue on, unto itself, none of that is part of the war on drugs now. But I think we tax it, we decriminalize it, we regulate it. We can use a lot of that money for effective education and drug prevention. Uh, you know, harm harm reduction, um, and then uh, in and around the sentencing for misdemeanors in minor amounts. You know, we get that changed. That helps with our. Uh, prison population because sure, it's prohibitive important. to mm-hmm. put someone in jail uh, for ten years for a marijuana bust. Uh, you know, I, I forget what it called. Co- it's it's an, an enormous amount per year per person, and uh, uh, so that the the thinking around the uh, marijuana bill is actually tethered to a number of other uh, issues like pri- uh, prison overcrowding, sentencing reform, criminal justice reform, and also looking. Um, uh, really effective and meaningful ways for, uh, you know, teaching
0: drug prevention and and, and, and uh, in and around abuse, drug abuse. Could you talk a little bit about the process of crafting such a complex bill? I mean, this isn't something you just sit down and bang out on your computer in a day or two. No,
1: and, you know, that's the benefit of uh, uh, acknowledging that, you know, everything we do today, you know, someone else, you know, had some input uh, at a time and in times that weren't necessarily – um, uh, that would offer sanctuary for, for such ideas. So we're all standing on people's shoulders. And uh, th- even in the 70s, there were attempts in the state legislature. Uh, our late uh, mayor, George Moscone, uh, who was assassinated along with Harvey Milk, uh, did get a law passed that, you know, kind of lightened uh, up the sentencing and, and, and the fines for for minor usage. And then uh, 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 uh well, he was a senator and an assemblyman, John Vasconcelos, really came up with this bill, uh, uh, had it written, and then did not introduce it in 2004 because medical marijuana was on uh, uh, the ballot, I believe, and he didn't want it to get confused. So I basically you know, went to John and said, you know, I'm very interested in this. Um, we have a record in San Francisco of really uh, dealing with marijuana. I sponsored some legislation about making it the lowest priority. And then uh, worked on, uh, uh, with other supervisors, the regulation of our uh, pot dispensaries. And, you know, uh, thank God for that because the situation in L.A. and San Diego, you know, you, they had no regulations. They weren't paying attention. And so you had an unbridled uh, uh, outburst of uh, marijuana dispensaries everywhere, not regulated, uh, who was ripping whom off, you know. Uh, so, uh, again, San Francisco steps up to the plate and, you know, gets out of the gate early. Um so by taking John's uh, legislation, working with the present-day activists, some of the other members tweaking it here, but put, and then also trying to make it uh, 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 copacetic with whatever initiative may pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, it's so it's, 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 it's it is a work in progress, right? You know, you just don't sit down and this is how it's going to be rigidly. You know, uh, and uh, was was good enough to get out of the public safety committee. Uh, this time around, uh, and now I've reintroduced it. We're we're uh, held hostage in the in the legislature with a, a thousand rules and deadlines and and uh, permutations and interpretations. Uh, so the best thing for us to do uh, after it got out of public safety was to acknowledge that uh, and then reintroduce it uh, for the next year, which which we will do. We. A deadline's coming up, and we're uh, not only reintroducing a 390, it'll have a different number, but we're also uh, introducing some other uh, marijuana-related laws around uh, paraphernalia, drug paraphernalia,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, uh, th- uh, things of that, a uh, clarification of, uh, f- of 420, which was the bill that was supposed to clarify uh, Prop 215, because there's some gray areas. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, you know, sometimes it takes a long time uh, to get things done, and and sometimes it, it seems that it's just happening, but actually there's always, there'll always be a history or, or some effort, uh, the unsung hero, so to speak,
0: so. Now, you seem to be always at the forefront of these things. Tell me, what do you see as the next challenge? If, assuming, we're going to get past Prop 8 in some way, and we're yeah. going to get past the AB 390 in some way. Where do you see yours and the progressive party's next efforts being directed? Well, you know,
1: I, in terms of representative government, I think we, we have a long way to go. You know, uh, the Democratic Party, for all its flaws and non-perfections, the Democratic caucus is beginning to look like California. You know, there's uh, quite a few Latinos uh, there's two gay people now. One is the speaker. Uh, there's more women. You know, if you, if you look at the Republican, uh, caucus, it's pretty, it's pretty straight, or at least, you know, uh, to all appearances and white and male, uh, you know, with very few exceptions. And so, you know, trying to get the representative government to truly be representative, um, not be held, uh, uh, hostage by two-thirds rules. Look at campaign reform. We still need a lot of campaign reform. There are many um, um, uh, fallacious uh, dichotomies. You, you, we need jobs, so you can't have environmental restrictions. See that uh, uh, bringing labor to the table uh, uh, in a way that you know healthcare uh, does not have to be. Put through a meat grinder in the same way as it just happened in Washington. I think we have a, still a very long way to go uh, on health care, uh, and then um, you know, because I come from local government, there are sp- specific things that we need to do a lot about. And uh, uh, for instance, public transportation. You know, we we want the air to be clean, and but we also are not providing the funds or the guidance so that you can have a, you know, world-class transportation system open to all people, not just have it be uh, a, a poor person's way of getting around. Um, so uh, still uh, still many, many things to do. And then the other thing I'm learning is you got to protect what you did accomplish because it doesn't mean it's there forever. You know, uh, your laws can get repealed. There's now an attempt to repeal AB 32, which is California's groundbreaking law on environmental protections. Uh, and So that's going to be a a ballot, a ballot, um, a ballot um, uh, fight. Uh, criminal justice and the way we treat juveniles, all that uh, you know, uh, needs to be reformed uh, and 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 revisited. and uh, Well, the list is endless. And education, of course, big, big attacks. I see it in – see, I didn't see it as clearly in San Francisco as I do in Sacramento. Really uh, 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 serious attempts to erode public education. Uh, And within that, there's a lot of classism, uh, certainly racism – uh, and uh, even Obama, who uh, I do support, I don't think really has a clear handle on it yet. Little, uh, I think he's finally getting into the uh, no child left behind. was not a good thing. Um, so uh, enough to keep anybody busy, believe me. Yeah.
0: Now, you're currently representing uh, San Francisco and California. You've got term limits staring at you. Where do you go next?
1: Well, that's going to be an interesting question. Um, I think... Um, uh, well, you know, I'm going to be 72 when when I'm through, and uh, I I wouldn't mind uh, doing some kind of. I've always liked public service, uh, maybe not necessarily elected, but uh, doing something here in San Francisco. You know, I I did have a career as a stand-up comic, and I still have my creative juices going. Uh, uh, so we'll 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 have to something to pay the rent, but also that would. Uh, Take ex- uh, uh, advantage of any experience I've accumulated, and uh, also uh, 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 uh,
0: using the creative juice. That to me, that would be a perfect world. I've been speaking with Tom Amiano. He represents uh, San Francisco in the California State Assembly. Thank you for joining me, Tom.
1: Oh, sure, absolutely. <laughs>